this week on Generation Fangirl. But it's stupid because Sasuke's an idiot. So many women have swooned over and I'm like, hi, hey, he's a huge nerd. Your yes. hair, it's like starlight. I can't even do it. I can't even do the voice. Can you try to be A little bit. During the green fairy part where they're all drinking absinthe and stuff, mm-hmm. they started uh, singing Chandelier. Are we doomed because we grew up on Disney and like no. those pure sweet romances? Are, are okay. we? I mean, I am, but I accepted it like years ago. <laughs> this is a ghost that fucks. Welcome to Generation Fangirl with Peony and Caro. You were born in the 80s. And you were born in the 90s. And together we talk about Neopets and Tamagotchis and everything in between. I almost <laughs> forgot that second one. <laughs> it's fine because we're not talking about those today anyway. Nope. Those were just random things that I remembered <laughs> existed from the past, from our youth. Yeah, except Neopets is coming back on to mobile or something i should probably read the articles that i find headlines for but something about neopets coming to your smartphone that's a thing see i'm curious about what the draw for this new neopets mobile app will be because from what from my memory i mostly it was the community that made me want to go back i was very active in the role-playing community and the role-play boards and stuff but I don't know if I would just like get the app just to get free omelets for my pets or I don't know, play the Wheel of Fortune. It's like, I don't I don't know if I would be up for that unless all my I, other friends were also on Neopets. So I just Googled it real quick. And oh, no. I, I mean, this is only like the first article that showed up and hopefully it's not true because I would feel really weird about it. But apparently they're moving from website to mobile like they're Wait, getting what? rid of the website mm-hmm. yeah and i'm like no it should be one of those ancient internet things that should just stay up like the space jam website well their entire like economic like the money system in neopets is just fucked they essentially like printed more money i guess oh, yeah but in neopets world and so everything is just like wildly out of I don't know I don't listen listen I can't remember economic phrasing but basically I know that they're just ruined so how do you get back from that does that mean everything's just okay on the mobile app can you sign into your own accounts then or do you have to like I don't know honestly if they start like slate clean and I can just work my way up to a fairy paintbrush again that appeals to me yeah but it still is just like I I feel bad about like the website itself disappearing. Oh, oh yeah, we need, to, we need to preserve that. <laughs> yeah, like, that like was a just... time capsule. Yeah, exactly. But who knows? Anyway, I haven't actually read up on it, so who knows what's actually <laughs> happening? I should probably stop talking about it. Maybe, what are we maybe... talking about today? Anyway, today, today we're talking about our favorite romantic comedies and romance genre episodes and TV shows and series and everything. Yeah, a little special Valentine's episode. Yeah, because I know at one point we wanted to have an episode about OTPs and shipping, but 
but shipping is a hellfire and very scary. Yes. So it's like it wasn't going to be a very happy episode. Yes, I. So it was going to this... be a very stressful, very bad episode of people being terrible to each okay, other on listen, the internet. I still want to do that, but for this episode, my vision is that it's not going to have the politics of shipping and shipping wars and the stress yes. of that. Meanwhile, we are going to focus on the on the romance genre as as we have experienced it and and our favorites in that and i would i would like to add to try and keep this this list diverse if we can Mm -hmm. um but honestly a lot of the rom-com genre is like very hetero and mostly white so it's it's a little hard to yeah (sighs) i do have a few a, f- a few entries. Yes. But I would also like to maybe maybe in another episode we could do like something like that. Yeah. But this is out. this so, is our happy fun time Valentine's Day episode. So it's going to be cute and happy. Feel good cheesy movies. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe there's some sad stuff in it, but mostly it's about love, all kinds of love. Yeah, let's start off with a rom-com just overarching cheesy good rom-com movies. So yeah, it's nothing like set in this time period, mm-hmm. and nothing like magical crazy is going on. But we just have these characters who have a meet cute, and then along the way, misunderstandings happen. But then they get together in the end, mm-hmm. forever or for just a few months. We don't know, but <laughs> we hope forever. So what I want to do is we we can have our our favorite, our most favorite recent movie. And then kind of compare it or contrast it to our 80s, 90s, 2000s favorite movie. Oh, I didn't know we were doing an essay. I mean, okay. That's fine. All, every time. Okay. <laughs> I, I I could write essays about all these things. I know. I'm, it's just, it's cute. It's fine. We're in. I was making journey. a joke. Okay, shut up. Me and my <laughs> outlines will just go over here. It's fine. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> Did I, I think, insult your outlines too? I, I will I, apologize to both. You're you're making fun of my phrasing of compare and contrast. Um, why don't you go first, Peony? And you no, out, you need like, to go no, first. No, I don't. I don't even care now. Okay, I will go first. So, <laughs> so I had kind of a hard time figuring out what my most recent favorite rom-com movie was because I've realized I haven't seen a lot of them. I've mm-hmm. it's like I I watch some on Netflix, but they're not really like. There are not a lot of new rom-com movies on Netflix, except around the mm-hmm. Christmas season, which there are a ton of Christmas-themed movies. No, um, they're not very They're not. They're I not mean, they are exactly good. what they are meant okay. to be, which is just, like, no real plot, and it's just fluff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and, like, I've, I've watched some that I've enjoyed, but one that I actually incredibly enjoyed and loved and I saw it for the second time this season is A Christmas Spirit. And it's about a woman who is a lawyer and she has to go to this old abandoned house that this, the, the owner of it died and she has to go and um, like assess it and see how much it's worth. So she goes to the house and she finds out that it's haunted by a ghost. Okay. (laughs) This sounds awesome. So it's a ghost and he only shows up for 12 days around Christmas time. Does she fall in love with the ghost? She falls in love with the ghost. (laughs) Holy shit and he so she has to like solve his mystery i think it's only 12 days oh my god 
That's awesome. Anyway, it's and so she so he he died around Christmas time. She has to solve his murder, and then they kind of like fall in love. But also, he's like, I was watching this with um one of our mutual friends, and it was her first time watching it, and I was just like delighting in this. And the ghost, and inexplicably, so in all of these like Hallmark cheesy movies, they have to have a shirtless scene, of course, for the mm-hmm. dude. So he is undressing at one point or, or dressing. So he lives in an attic. Anyway, she comes up to his attic to like talk with him because she knows he's a ghost. There also aren't that many special effects um, <laughs> of him. It, I was talking with my friend and she was like, well, he's basically just a dude who lives in a house. <laughs> like He just wants her out of his house and that's it. And sometimes he disappears in scenes and he startles her in other ones. But so she walks up to the attic and he's like, half undressed so you see his back and he's like pulling up his shirt and putting on his suspenders and she's like oh my god I'm so embarrassed and he like puts on his outfit and I'm like why does this ghost need to put on clothes because he stays in the exact same clothes the entire movie so why when would he ever need to get undressed but it's just because you you need to see how like hot this ghost is that sounds hilariously stupid and unnecessary and I want it this is the ghost uh and this ghost this is a ghost that fucks. And they need you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> so every time they had like romantic scenes. Oh my God. We were you, like, just, you just, you were very, very like passionate about that. You're like, listen, you need this to, ghost fucks. You, if you watch the movie, every time they have like one of those lingering moments, you're like, yep, that ghost fucks. They just need you to know that. <laughs> That's going in the little the little summary intro part. I just want you to know. Ghosts that fuck. Uh, anyway, I love ghost romances. Um, is it still on Netflix? Because I want to watch is, that really it bad. Is, it is. It's really it's really good. Like I like the main character a lot. She's spunky. She's like adorable, and yeah. the ghost is is pretty attractive too. It's I just love the, I love this shit. It's very cheesy, but mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite, most like cheesy kind of movies on Netflix. Wow. But that sounds amazing. Exactly. So so that could be one of my most recent favorite. Uh, I think that's a really I good think, recent I think one that for is. you. Uh, I, my other option was going to be Crazy Rich Asians, which I also adored. And I know mm-hmm. we talked about it briefly in another episode about like guilty pleasures because the rom-com genre, it has not like there are rom-coms that still come out in movie theaters but they're always just like shuttled to the like the small theaters and like they're not they don't get a lot of big press but crazy rich asians not only because it was so significant for its uh representation but it also was a good movie it's a gorgeous film with like all these Mm -hmm. colors and you get to see all this beautiful like food and dresses and clothes and and scenery and everything um but it also has really great actors and i really enjoyed the plot of it too like i read the book and i i thought it was a really faithful great adaptation um so while i i think it it kind of marks like the rebirth of the rom-com genre and how it can Mm -hmm. be like more significant um it's still hard because a lot of rom-coms are just kind of written off as frivolous movies Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this when we were talking about lists of the best, best, best rom-com movies of the 2000s. Yeah. Um, yeah. We both looked up like top 10 lists just to kind of refresh our memory mm-hmm. because there were some weird entries on there that kind of surprised me that people were like, this is my favorite rom-com. And I'm like, are you sure this is even a rom-com? Okay. Right? Like, like Miss Congeniality is on the list. And yeah. 
it does like, have that's romance like a chick flick yeah more and, than a rom-com exactly exactly and so i feel like a lot of like people call rom-coms when they mean just girly movies mm-hmm. which is a little yeah it's just obnoxious because it's like every quote-unquote girly movie doesn't have to have a romance in it and like i, I do like when it does because i love like the romance genre but even if it's about like a woman doing something else and like achieving some other kind of dream it's mm-hmm. it, it will still be called a rom-com even though the romance is not that huge of a part of it um yeah yeah, yeah. like um like legally blonde could be in that category oh, too for sure. and it's mm-hmm. one of the like one of my favorite movies of all time but it's not a rom-com i mean mm-hmm. it's i mean at least for me like when i was picking my choices for these things that we're going to talk about the criteria really for me was either like relationships or a relationship or love or something is kind of one of the main elements it's not just like yeah. oh like a story happens and then at the end a romance is there and you're like okay that's a side part of the story it's not really rom-com but sure exactly so like when i was thinking of what movies of the 80s 90s 2000s mostly they're the 2000s or 90s because i am a 90s kid mm-hmm. um i one of my favorite movies that uh, came out in 2006 was last holiday with queen latifah mm-hmm. it is so good i love it but it is about a woman and her it's not really a rom-com because it's about her learning that she has a brain tumor so she takes all her money out of the bank and goes on this wild like um vacation and pursues her dream of like meeting chefs and doing all these things that she did hadn't done in her life and then her her like love from her job when she before she learned all this he like goes to find her and all this stuff but that's not really the main point of the story it's just about her and like her experience and then Mm -hmm. he's kind of chasing after her but their romance like happens in the end but it's not the core center of it so some of my other like early 2000s ones i love 10 things i hate about you mm-hmm. in 1999 that one yep. was a very good classic that's a that's a that's, that's good a romance. yeah yes. it's based on, oh definitely it's based on uh, uh the cape taming of the shrew by shakespeare mm-hmm. um it's so it's like a romance play and then 13 going on 30 which is also a very good rom-com in 2004 i mm-hmm. love that one with jennifer garner and Mark Ruffalo and it's all like about her relationship and finding out who she wants to be so it's still like yeah coming, no that's like, definitely a wrong yeah. time I think and it's all it's also honestly kind of a coming of age story because she's technically mm-hmm. a 13 year old like her spirit is mm-hmm. um but I think one of my most favorite like early 2000s movies is Leap Year uh with Amy Adams uh about a woman who goes to Ireland to propose to her boyfriend because in Ireland on leap years the woman can propose to the man and it's extremely like heteronormative but <laughs> it's also very cute and has really pretty scenes of Ireland and things and I like Amy hey Adams I'll take lot. it yeah I'll take it yeah. the only issue is that there's kind of a, a gruffness an annoying thing between the the male and the female leads mm-hmm. which with some cheesy rom-coms like I can still love them while being aware that, hey, he's kind of a dick to her. And like, I don't know if this sits well with me, but I can also think about it in terms of like, well, they're actually both really obnoxious people. So when they come together, they become better and they bicker, but that's their thing. It's it's hard to draw. It's hard to it's interesting to see like how some rom-coms age because some do not age well at all yeah that's actually that's actually what i'm gonna talk about yeah and with with crazy rich asians i'm glad that like 
this is the direction that rom-coms are kind of moving into. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to see what what is up next for that. And I think yours is very much in that positive feel-good vein. So my favorite recent movie, like I honestly haven't seen a lot of recent rom-coms, um, but my answer originally was I was going to say um, to all the boys I loved before, because it is great. Like I haven't read the book, but I watched it actually from your recommendation. And yes. I was like, this is a great movie. Yes. And so I was going to, I was going to use that. And I mean, it's still, it's still good. Um, but the one that I wanted to mention, because I completely forgot about it until about 30 seconds ago. Um, <laughs> no, it's this, it's this movie that I believe is on Netflix. And I know I mentioned it to you before once. It's actually a LGBT movie. And it, I thought the plot was interesting. And the way that they handle kind of hard topics I guess was really nice like it is a comedy but they don't make a comedy about like the serious things um what is it's it? called Alex Strangelove oh okay and I haven't seen it's, that yeah and I don't know what it was it's like I heard about it and then I just got bored and I saw it on Netflix and I was like okay I'm going to check this out and it's essentially about a guy Alex and he's a high schooler I mean it's a high schooler coming of age story and like it starts out and it's like he meets this girl in class and they become best friends because they like all the same stuff. And then they've been friends for like four years. So they end up dating once they get to like senior year of high school and stuff. You know, it's just kind of like basic everyday high school dude. Right. And mm -hmm. um, and kind of as it goes along, like he meets this guy and then he starts to realize that like he has feelings for this guy and then he gets really confused because it's like because the story is like well you know I really I really love this girl like I, she's my best friend and I really do care about her and love her but the girl is ready to like you know sleep with him and he's like not really enthusiastic about it but he's confused about it he's like why wouldn't I be because I love her and all this stuff and then and, he, and he it's sort just, of realizes that he like like stumbled into the relationship because that's yeah. how it works with the series of events not because yeah yeah he was want. just like oh well we're like 17 now so I guess we should start dating but it's like he really does care for the girlfriend character but it's just it's a different kind of love I guess mm -hmm. and it's just it's really interesting and it's it has like a happy ending and all that stuff but it's like you know like they have real arguments that make sense and it's again it's like it is a comedy but they don't it's not like there's not like ha ha gay jokes or anything in it because it's it's just it's a very it seems like a very honest movie of just like just different kinds of love like yeah like romantic love and and friendship love and it's just I was like oh this is such a sweet movie like I, I didn't like expect it and it was just it was it was very good and I definitely recommend it cool yeah I definitely want to like check that out because I like I like that more movies can have or rather, I don't know, I guess I hope that more movies can kind of take that step to be to show that there are different kinds of love and different like mm -hmm. levels of that. Um, I'm watching this Netflix series right now called Sex Education. It has Gillian uh, Anderson in it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's about like teens and high school and, and it's wildly dramatized and funny, but it, I think it's really well written and has like pretty colors and stuff. But one of the main characters is like freaked out because he does not really have a sex drive and he's like, what's mm -hmm. wrong with me? And he's like 17 or 16 or whatever. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm kind of like, my dude, 
you're <laughs> asexual like i think you're ace but i don't but the problem is that i don't think the movie i don't think the show is going to go in that direction because he ends up meeting a girl who he likes and then he kind of like has like sexual feelings for and he's like oh this is it but i'm like i i want to see more representations of queerness and things that people mm -hmm. like that, that it's not like rather teens coming to realize like hey i don't have to conform to this like like step-by-step -step process of like how to be a teen and like mm -hmm. like like have a crush go on dates like mm -hmm. start dating um like and like i have to like i don't know be in a relationship with someone by this age or etc cetera, etc cetera. having that unsureness and people realizing that hey i don't maybe want this and that's okay and i want to explore other things that i might want i i like mm -hmm. that i hope that more movies and shows have that kind of narrative in it um, and yeah, I'm glad that and, you really like that movie because I want to yeah, check it out. Now. Yeah, I was a little anxious do. about it. No, it's 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 very good. It's I like I can't recommend it enough. It, cool. After I watched it, I would just had so many like fuzzy feelings for these little teenagers, mm -hmm. you know, figuring things out, and and it's all very natural. Like I like I feel like the the actor, um, the main character, like he has chemistry with both like the girlfriend and also this guy mm -hmm. that he meets and cool. it's just it's all very natural and it, and he doesn't like I mean he's like awkward or whatever but it's he doesn't look you know stereotypically gay or something mm -hmm. and it's just something that like just kind of blossoms naturally over the movie and I'm like yeah. this is nice <laughs> I, I like that it kind of from what you're telling me it sounds like he's it's it's ambiguous, but in a way that it's like he's trying to figure it out. Like he doesn't have to be gay or straight or like explicitly mm -hmm. bi. He's just like, this is me, and I'm figuring out what I like. Yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Because cool. I mean, it, it just essentially is like, you know, he started dating this girl that he was best friends with, and did like, I feel like I think they had like a YouTube channel or something in the beginning of their friendship and all this stuff, and it was just like they were hanging out every day, and it's like he obviously <laughs> cared for her a lot, and. <laughs> It just ended up that like it wasn't like he did sexually wasn't sexually attracted to her, but he still like loved her in a different way. And I think it's just important to see that, especially in high school. It's like yes. you can you can love people in different ways, and mm -hmm. it's it was, ah so good. I love how modern that is. With that, they like they had a YouTube channel. I'm like, wow, yeah. <laughs> that like that just pinpoints like ages the movie like so perfectly in its time. I just mm -hmm. it's so funny, but like it's very cool to see more exploration and um, I don't know, just more like a variety of stories in mm -hmm. new rom com stuff rather than the mainstream things that we had in the 80s, 90s, 2000s. It's like I really like those movies that I grew up with, but I'm also like they're all a, very similar. A lot of yeah. a lot of those the same stuff, which is I like some of that stuff. So I'm like, hey, fun, but hey, there's way more other things out there that we could be focusing on or like exploring in yeah, romance yeah, genre. That actually kind of leads me into my next answer of my favorite like 80s 90s movie. Yeah, um, that was because... my intent. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I was born in the late 80s. I don't really remember the 80s, um, but I do have a fondness for 80s movies and 80s pop culture and stuff because 80s movies, especially like teen movies and coming of age movies, it's slightly familiar to me and yet still very foreign because I wasn't a teenager in the 80s. Yeah. But like, I remember a lot of like the remnants of the 80s and the early 90s and stuff. The problem is, is that uh, as I got older, a lot of movies just 
do not age very well. <laughs> and um, mostly what I'm thinking of is I love John Hughes movies, um, uh-huh. but they, yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, they're classics. And then you watch them again. You're like, mm. oh my gosh. that mm. <laughs> yeah. um, Molly Ringwald, actually yes. uh, the, the actress who is in, who she's the redhead in breakfast club and a lot of his other movies. Yeah. She wrote an article recently um, maybe a handful of months ago about how she is now a mother and she actually is also still acting, which is very cool. It's fun to see her in different shows, but she wrote an article about she is on Riverdale. How, yeah. Oh, she's <laughs> the mom. It's wonderful. Um, she is a mother of a, like a, I think a preteen right now. And mm-hmm. she wrote an article about how she came to terms with the idea that her child might see the breakfast club now mm-hmm. and how she would want them to, to, to see it and how it's, it's very different. So especially in like the Me Too era, there is this one scene where she's like sitting at her desk and I guess the teacher comes in. I can't quite remember, but the bad boy that she ends up like ending up with is mm-hmm. underneath the table hiding. And he like, she's wearing a skirt and he like sticks his face like in between her knees. And like, there's like a panty shot. And it's very something that would be extremely like, gross and wrong now and also like is looking back at it so specifically like talking about that scene she wrote an article about it and how it's just the perspective the like the optics of it have maybe not shifted but definitely like come into focus yeah it's it's... like some things just do not age well Mm -hmm. and it's important to be able to take that with a grain of salt and like especially when those movies are so idealized yeah it's it's like I still have a lot of fondness for a lot of those movies like if you just take away all the not so good moments like there are moments that I still love about it and like classic things about it but like I can still acknowledge like hey those movies aren't as great as I remember them because they're actually a mess but um I do have one movie that is from the 80s that I don't remember really any problems with and I saw it pretty recently and it's kind of the same way that I like Alex Strangelove and that it's very, it's just, it feels very real. It doesn't feel like the characters are tropes or anything or, or it's very eighties or anything. And it's um, the movie say anything, which oh. um, is a lot of people remember it as the movie with the scene where the guy has the boom box. Yeah. I almost said that. I almost said, Hey, yeah, the that, boom that box po- movie. Yes. And, but no, that, that, because like, I'd always known about that moment and I never actually knew the movie behind it. And so I watched it and cause you see that and you think like, Oh, the guy like totally screwed up and, and, and she dumped him and now he's trying to get her back or whatever. And it's actually not like that at all. I mean, it's it's kind of a typical, oh, he's kind of a, like, he's not a loser, but he's kind of an underachiever, and she's, like, the valedictorian, and she's, like, super smart and going to, like, going abroad to college or something, and she's very ambitious and all that stuff, but they're both very awkward teenagers, and so, like, their little romance that they have is very sweet and very just very cute because like she's one of those characters where she's very beautiful but no she's very shy because like guys don't really talk to her and stuff and and he finally like kind of starts talking to her and it's very cute but it's it's the main obstacle is like her dad or whatever her dad's like you don't have time for a boyfriend you have all these like things you have to do for college and all this stuff and so 
like they kind of break up or whatever because she feels pressured that she just doesn't have time for a boyfriend and all this stuff. And so that's why he started playing that song outside of her bedroom. And it's just, it's very sweet. And like, he's, there's no, there's never a moment where like he does anything that's super creepy or like a jerk or anything. And I was like, oh, finally, like, I don't have to feel bad rooting for him because he does something yeah. horrible. <laughs> there are so many male leads in like mainstream rom-coms that are just assholes or mm -hmm. just like, I'm like, why am I supposed to like this person at all? Actually, the other night I watched P.S. I Love You, which I, I like Gerard Butler all right. Um, so I was like, oh, this is on Netflix. I'll watch it. It does not age super well. Some yeah. of it is good, but like, like very quickly there was like a transphobic joke in the beginning of it. it or rather, it's like, it's like I'm just like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. And then one of the characters that she's like maybe going to end up with is this just like jerk who's just like, he's like rude. Mm -hmm. And there's just like some mental health things that I'm like, okay, side eyes. Mm -hmm. It's a lot anyway but i'm like why why are these like men i like i don't like them they're not even nice they're just mm -hmm. like smarmy and it's it's very upsetting and like while i am kind of like okay how typical the like valedictorian versus loser boy like it's never like the loser girl and the valedictorian boy mm -hmm. um typically because it's either it's like the jock and the like shy awkward girl but she's actually like hot on the inside or whatever Anyway, rom-coms are littered with tons of, like, cliches that are not often very good. But you can still, like, like some of those stories if they're done well, like, two mm -hmm. cute, awkward kids. I haven't seen Say Anything, but after hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, maybe I want to I wanna watch it. Yeah, and it's not very long. It's a pretty short little movie. And I just remember, like, whenever they would have, you know, arguments or whatever to create the conflict of the plot, um, they were very understandable arguments mm -hmm. like nobody really came off as a jerk it was just kind of like awkward situations and oh my gosh. teenagers and I was like okay this like I understand yes. both sides to this so Especially it just with felt teenagers. like a very yeah and it just felt like a very real relationship and it was just really nice and I just I mean I like I said it's been a few years but I just distinctly remember watching it and being like oh I don't feel so grimy watching this as I do if I watch you know 16 Candles again which I really mm -hmm. can't watch anymore because it's just yeah. it's too bad I <laughs> so. actually god okay you mentioned that like <laughs> set me back in time I had never <laughs> seen it in my youth but I watched it with one of my great old uh like babysitters who was very close to my age she's only mm -hmm. about eight years older than me or so but um I remember watching it in high school because it was one of her favorites growing up and we watched it and we were just like oh boy yeah that doesn't age well at all and there are yeah. also some really gross scenes and I'm just like what the fuck there was also yeah. like nudity at some point and I'm like oh my god I remember being shocked because I was in high school and also like these people are supposed to be high schoolers I think it's like the girls in the locker room or something and they're showering and I'm just like oh, what yeah. the fuck right and I'm like these are supposed to be underage girls also anyway it's just a whole smorgasbord of of a mess <laughs> yeah i mean like like i said i love i love the 80s i have a very soft spot for it but they definitely had a different sense of humor and entertainment and, it just, and doesn't of, like doesn't work of, anymore like, a sense of what was okay and what was like not too far which is now it's just like optics perspective like anyway but things, things but i i I think that say anything is is fantastic and not problematic, and that 
that song in your eyes is a very sweet song and i'm just like is it oh. in, in, in your eyes by peter gabriel yep i love that song yep that is the that is the song but Sarah, it's just that that um that boombox moment is like it's very iconic for a reason like it's a very i don't know my heart swelled when it happened i was just like oh wait that's the song that he plays on the yeah. boombox i yeah. didn't know that yeah wow. Uh, Sarah Bareilles does a really great cover of it. It's on her like Love Songs Drift album. It's incredible. I love. I heard that song first through her cover, and then it's it's a very good song. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, it's very good. It's a good song. So and and I think I had to like rent it off of Amazon or something. So I don't know where you can watch it, but it I highly recommend it. It's like I said, it's very short. It's only like an hour and a half, I think. And it's just I don't know. It's just it's good. It's my favorite '80s movie now. Yeah, I'm also kind of a sucker for like first love stories. So I'm yeah. like, this is cute. This is yeah. so stupid. It'll know any better. I think that actually is a bit of a segue into um, what I wanted to bring up with anime and manga romances. Because mm-hmm. I love like the sweet, soft, like first love genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to figure out what my favorite romances in anime and manga were. And with manga, I had a lot of different lists of them. With anime, it was a little easier, but I'll go into manga first. Mm I used to read a lot of Slice of Life um, manga. Oh, yeah. uh, Like, just a ton. And starting with, like, Okay, I believe in the past I considered Peach Girl a slice of life, but really it's a so <laughs> I was opera. thinking about that the other day. I was like, what I'm manga so, did I read? I'm I just so read glad. a lot of Peach Girl. For our, our listeners, um, I owned every single volume of Peach Girl, um, which is a very great soap opera manga. It maybe doesn't age super well. There are some things that are like there's it's one not like too bad yeah but i'm i'm thinking particularly of this the the mean girl character who they're kind of friends but the oh mean yeah girl, she's the she, worst yes she like sets up she is mentally somewhat, unstable uh she sets up like non-con oh i'm gonna just gonna say like rape attempts for the main character that don't happen but it's like she set them up like she sent a gigolo to her anyway it's like a whole thing and it's like or gigolo. I think that was the first time I read that word, gigolo, yeah. was in that manga. Anyway. Gigolo. Ooh, yeah, thinking about it more, I'm just like, this doesn't age super well. But the art is pretty, and I like the main character a lot. Momo, mm-hmm. she's good. Anyway, I read, I had all of the books, and I read the Change of Heart, like, um, spinoff first, and then I went back and read the first volume, and then mm-hmm. they have Peach Girl Say's story. Anyway, I owned all of them, and then when I was cleaning out my room for my move, I had all these books and I didn't want to sell these ones because Peach Girl meant a lot to me when I was younger and reading all of it. So I gave them all to Peony and now they have a good home at yeah, her place. They're and right so next happy. to me. I'm so glad. <laughs> I, I I have a like a random skinny bookcase. Oh, perfect. And they they've just taken up like three fourths of man, it. Man. It's, it's, it's very good. They're Tokyo Pop, right? Yeah. 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 So those are like super rare. Just <laughs> I'm very happy they have a place and they are not just like in a dumpster fire. Oh, no, no, they are mine. Yeah, all mine. And you can borrow them whenever you want. The best home. Thank you. We can just co-share them. Yes. I love, I love Peach Girl a lot. 
But that being said, but it's, it's not really a it's romance. Not, it because it's like ooh, it it it's a love triangle, but it's not like a romance really. It's just yeah, like, it's just a soap opera drama. But it my favorite is romance with manga were more of like the actual slice of life things. So first, like first that came to mind was Honey and Clover, which doesn't mm-hmm. focus so much on the romance of it. I don't know if you've read it or watched it, but it's also an anime. It has two scenes of anime, and then it has a live action movie and the live action movie is really good it cuts off like it ends kind of in the middle of the manga series but if you read the whole series all the way through i think it has a really satisfying ending that also Hmm. kind of mentions like it it finally answers the question of why is it called honey and clover that's Mm -hmm. revealed in literally the last or second to last chapter but it's about like it's about these kids at art school and it focuses around five five friends and there are two girls and three boys. And there's not, there is, I think there are a couple love triangles because like the girl, like one of the girls is interested in this boy, but this other guy is interested in her or like- she, I mean, it's, it's a manga. There's always love yes, triangles. Of course. But, and it has like two very specific ones, but there's this one very talented young artist and the boy who is struggling to be an artist, but he's really more of an architecture kid. And so he makes like weird sculptures in this weird like tower of like pottery things. And the people are like, what is this weird tower? And he gets so distressed with something that's happening that he destroys the tower. And then all the people are like, oh my gosh, what a, what a fabulous performance piece. He built up this tower and then he destroyed it. It's incredibly <laughs> hilariously art school-y. And so the girl is like, one of the main characters is a prodigy. So she's always being lauded for her work, but she doesn't have that many friends and she has a hard time interacting with people. But people are always like, you're going to be a genius. You're going to be like the next really big artist. But she crumbles under that pressure. It's it's a wonderful and very slow, sweet romance kind of goes over the, the kids and their different like stages of their life uh, in their art school. So it's like, has that romance aspect but it doesn't wholly focus on that. It's really more mm-hmm. of like character studies. But my other two series that I want to bring up is one is called Sprout and one is called Strobe Edge. Sprout is one I've that never I've heard of either of those. I am so happy. They're both very slice of life. Sprout, very even more so. It's about this girl who her father loses his job. So he opens up their house as a boarding house. And this boy from her school starts living there. It's a little bit Marmalade Boy-y. Um, in Marmalade mm. Boy... Have you heard of Marmalade Boy? Yeah. I know. Okay. It's about these two like kids who they have parents and their parents both get divorced and then marry each other's spouses. And then they all decide to live oh, together no. in one big house. Oh, you oh, haven't. No. Did you know about this? That's Marmalade oh, no. Boy. So she realizes that, that she sounds now has vaguely familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her, because like, I her think someone tried to like... get me onto that and I was like, nope. <laughs> it's just like, it's a mess. And I believe the tagline was, they put the fun and dysfunctional. And it's yeah. just like, what? That sounds right. It's wild. And then it turns out that like maybe he's a bastard child of someone else or whatever. She starts to fall in love with him. It's wild. That's not one of my favorites. Like, I'm not really cool. your stepbrother. Yay. Right? Even though like they are, it's weird. It's strange. But in Sprout, it's kind of just about this girl who she is in, quote, the spring of her life. And all of her friends are like, oh, you're like, you are in this this perfect era like you're dating this like older boy it's all going so well for you but she doesn't really think so she's like okay I'm not sure how I feel about this and she starts to have feelings with for this other boy that she meets and kind of exploring like it's a, it's a nice like sweet coming of age story it actually has a lot of similarities um and so that's Sprout by Atsuko Nanba 
Um, it has a lot of similarities with Strobe Edge, which is by this author named Io Sakisaka. And she also wrote Blue Spring Ride, um, which is also known as Aoharu Ride, which is an anime. And I'm only a little bit bitter that Aoharu Ride got made as an anime and not Strobe Edge, because Strobe Edge is one of her earlier series. And it's my I like it much more than Blue Spring Ride. In Strobe Edge, it's about this girl who just started dating this boy who was her best friend. And all of her friends are like, oh, you're so in love. Like, look at you with him. Like, you guys must be in love and all this stuff. And she says, oh, I guess I am in love. I guess this is what love feels like. Because she's never felt it before. So it's kind of an assumption of, oh, this That's must be. That's very anime. Right? Very, very much like, like, oh, this is what I should want. This is what I guess I want. Right? But then she starts falling for the very cool standoffish boy who no one really knows anything about, but he's so handsome and all this stuff. And they kind of like, they fall asleep on the train next to each other and it's very cute and stuff like that. So she starts to develop feelings for him, but it's complicated because her friend, her her best boy, her friend who's a boy also still loves her. And then there's oh, also this, it's, it, it's only 10 volumes. I have all of them. I love this series i'll lend it to you sometime but then there's like there's another boy who comes in and he's like the very cool like flirty kind of boy but then he actually he's has a playboy yeah he's the playboy type but then she's the only girl that he'll love for like actually like but then she and the the other guys it's it's all this drama it's wonderful but i love i love strobedge a lot because it is at the heart of it slice of life about this main character learning to figure out and like understand what she wants in life and who she wants to be with mm-hmm. and yeah those are my favorite kind of romance stories the the slice of life new love ones yeah that's that's good that's my gym jam and then for anime i like a lot this um monk this anime called natsuyuki rendezvous which also has a ghost in it it's about a woman and her husband dies and he Hmm. comes back as a ghost but she can't see him but she owns a flower shop and the new boy who works there he has a crush on her but he keeps getting cock blocked by her husband's ghost oh no that's basically it and he also like (laughs) that sounds hilarious though it's very cute and the main the the woman the the um the wife who or the yeah the woman he has a crush on she has really short pixie cut hair which is very cute and and unusual for a anime series i feel like um like or any kind of like rom-com you don't really see a character the female character with really short hair but she's wonderful and it's very fairy tale like as well mm-hmm. so I, I love that's a very good show it's only 12 episodes so i recommend it and then of course like studio ghibli movies but we can yes, I... get into that later <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just so funny because I completely forgot about Ghibli movies until you mm-hmm. mentioned it. And I was just like, oh. They have duh. the best romances. They're just, mm, they're so pure. And every, like, they become their best p- versions of themselves when they're together. Mm-hmm. But it's not about the romance. It's about helping the other person and, and becoming better people together. And yeah, and I think situations. that's just always been one of Miyazaki's storytelling goals. Because I know he's talked about that a lot. Like, he's talked about, like, how sometimes he gets frustrated where if he has a male character and a female character, he feels pressured that they should get together. And it's like, you know, sometimes you just, you can be better people and not be romantically involved. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. And, and tell often, him, Miyazaki. I love that. Because often they get together, but not necessarily in a romance way. Like, I mm-hmm. love Chihiro and Haku or um sen and ashitaka it's like Mm -hmm. they have a 
romance, but it's really just because they care about each other and not yeah. in a inherently like, I want you to be mine. I want you to be my person kind of way. Whisper of the Heart is another great young romance kind of thing because they, they, they have a romance, but it's really about like, I want to be the best version of myself for you. And I want you to be the best version version of yourself. Like I want to keep encouraging you and being with you encourages me to be better. And uh, and that's so how we all should be. Yeah. That's how, that's, that's that how is relationships the best. should work. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you did those it. Are, so those are my favorites. I, I went off a bit, but you no, know. No, it's good. Because it there's a lot. Yeah. And we, this whole episode is just our recommendations and our our favorite things so yes it's the it's 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 the special valentine's episode we're just gonna fill everything with love and good vibes yeah so i didn't really have a manga i, I really have just one answer for mm-hmm. this and it is but an anime right. and a manga um and it's just the same thing um because the manga that i i read um i read a lot of clamp and their yes. romances are kind of all over the place (laughs) Uh, yeah we're just for the aesthetic and the the i don't know yeah well i mean that's like it's like the only one i can think of is like the romance and and card captor sakura but they're like Mm. 10 so it's like very cute i was and i was thinking of the romance in chobits which is honestly not really a thing it's mostly just like Man, what's this? What is this robot girl's deal? I want to know her backstory. I don't really care about the romance. Between yeah, them. <laughs> yeah, because the romance is very like, it, not just in in cheese storyline, but in like the whole in all of Chobits. It's always very tragic love. It's like yeah, it's, it's kind of tragic. So it's like it's like a fairy tale. A yeah, lot of their stories are very fairy. So I wouldn't really count any. I mean. Clamp is very romantic looking, but it, I don't consider any of them to be specifically romantic stories. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of, you know, like what I read and stuff, and I just really hadn't read a lot of romantic mangas. So my answer is there isn't like a center relationship or couple or anything uh, that's like the center of the of the plot. I'm not even sure if it's re- it's definitely a shoujo, but I'm not even sure if it's like really a romantic show. But I think it is. I'm talking about Oron High School. It it goes back and forth between my my favorite anime of all time and it's it's I... it's perfect and timeless and it's it's very it's very good. I actually haven't I have not seen all of the anime, but I have read. I think all of the manga. So I and I really like what obviously what I've seen from the anime. I mm-hmm. think I just know that like everyone was very upset that it doesn't have a second season. So I don't think I ever watched all of the episodes because I didn't want to be heartbroken in that yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like I don't remember it ending on a cliffhanger. I think it just it was just really good, and we just wanted more of it. And the manga I, went on longer. It's so been, it went on beyond that. So everyone was like, well, there's still more to the manga. So I don't know. It's been it's been rumored to have like a, a, a new season coming out for like years. It's been so, so long though. It like has. it would be really weird. And if they get it, like I know it had a pretty good dub cast as well, except Vic Bignonia or whatever. <laughs> he like 
And also the fact that he yeah. like fucking sucks and is finally yeah. being like ousted from cons these days. And I'm like, thank God, because he's one, a creep to underage girls, two, kind of a dick. And it's just like he has a lot of anyway. Yeah, I don't want I don't I don't want to hear him like yeah, trying anyway, to be all seductive and stuff. It's, yeah, it's just, just not yeah, something whatever. I want whatever. in my in, in my soiled by or in high school host club. I really love the ending of that manga. I don't know. Have you read it all, the manga? Uh I haven't read it, but I know that I know what the end is because the end's a little bit different, okay. and it's mm-hmm. like, but it's cute though. Um, did you know there's a live action drama, and it's actually I, very funny. I think I did, but I haven't seen it yet. It's like there's there's a lot of differences, but I feel like everybody acts so well, and like the actor who's Tamaki is just so over the top. He's freaking ridiculous, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is this is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that is, I say it's a romantic anime because it's a lot of, it's oh, very yeah. cute. It's, it's definitely just... very, like, solidly, like, a rom-com because, like, mm-hmm. everyone's in love with her or, like, she's, like, like it's, it's yeah, not it's a reverse necessarily harem. about, yeah, it, and it's not always about, like, her romance, but it is, like, they are a host club. They are meant to, like, bring out romance in situations and stuff like that. Yeah, wow, that's a really solid, like, good rom-com. And I know it's just literally it's just very thinking good. about it reminded me of two other rom-com mangas that I also love but I'll let you finish your thing before no I that's it that's my on. one thing okay. it's I mean I I love I love Lauren High School Host Club and that that author actually okay this is the third one that I just thought of that author um has another series called Millennium Snow that's mm-hmm. a vampire romance it's very good Ooh. and the the fucking fantastic thing about this series is that it came out before or in high school and she had two volumes released and they were mm-hmm. published in Tokyo pop, at least in, in America. And so it's just two and it's really good, but also very weird. There's one weird scene where that she definitely, she has stated that she regrets writing it. Oh no. How her, the cut, so, okay, so there's this girl and she has a terminal illness. Um, I think she has some form of cancer and she is going to die soon. But she meets this boy who is a vampire. Anyway. And, and he's like, I got you. He's, no, he's oh. not. Because he's a vegetarian <laughs> vampire. Oh, of course he is. And he only, he only drinks like, animal blood i think yeah and he has a little like pet bat that brings him like regular blood to drink because he refuses to drink from humans so she finds out that this boy is a vampire and she's like you gotta turn me please like yes you're my solution and he's like absolutely not but they start to fall in love that is and hilarious it's really really good it's called millennium snow the main character's name is chiyuki which means like a thousand snow um and there's this also this werewolf boy that they find that who's also goes to their school or something of like course. that, and he also falls in love with her. It's very like like it's very good and like uh, um, indulgent is the word I'm gonna use. It is, it's like a high school romance. It's great, but there's this one weird scene where like she has a cousin who hates her seeing this boy, so he kind of acts as a obstacle in their relationship there's mm-hmm. this one weird scene where he like he like takes his like cousin and like he like ties her to a chair and it's like you can't leave and he basically sort of like kidnaps her <gasps> okay. and like the vampire has to go save her it's really weird so the author is like this is a mistake but so after she had started that series she got into Orin high school host club and that launched off and it's very funny because in some of the Orin volumes, she mentions at the back of the of the page, and she it's kind of like the author's notes, and she'll have little sketches. 
she actually drew the old vampire character. This was literally like like uh, over five years later and just said like, I'm still thinking about these characters or whatever. And then over 10 years after Millennium Snow had quote unquote ended, it ended on a cliffhanger, just kind of just had two volumes and then she couldn't work on it anymore because she was working on um, Orin High School Host Club. After Orin ended, she was able to actually revisit Millennium Snow. And so after this over 10 year block of just nothing she was able to revisit it with two more volumes so it is a collection of four volumes and one the art is so incredible because it has improved so much especially her comic work just from working on Orin high school host club and figuring out how characters work and stories and everything in the first series the first two volumes of millennium snow it's just kind of like I don't know, average and bland, but in the second two volumes, she actually puts it in like a setting of this town that has really high cliffs and like hills. So there's also like stairs and she just like adds in more characters that have more depth and like setting depth. And it's very, very cool. And she also retcons a little bit about like the oh my God. cousin like being crazy. And so we get to revisit these characters and their romance and see it concluded and it's it's absolutely incredible i highly recommend it millennium snow it's okay. all in four volumes and watch reading the first two volumes and then reading the last two volumes it's just like a wild ride because the difference between the two is incredible but i love that series and that's my spiel but a couple of the other manga that that orn reminded me of is um beauty pop have you ever read that one? No, that sounds like a magazine. It's it is. So it's about the girl who does haircuts and hair salons and things like that. But the main character is very much like Haruhi, where she's a little apathetic and doesn't really understand all of these crazy characters around her. She's like, why are you acting like this? Like, and the main character is a he's similar to Tamaki, but he's a little more competitive and a little more of a um a jerk, I think instead of more like he's not he's not as flirty but he's also a hairstylist I don't know at their school I guess they have really popular kids who cut hair and are like salonists for a for a living but she actually comes in she can give really great haircuts and there's this club that does makeovers and they're like you can't be part of us and then she like shows them up it's just there's a whole thing and then so the boy who is her rival ends up becoming her love interest and it's wild but it ends similarly to Orin high school um and i won't really spoil that but it's it's a very cute like crazy rom-com one of my other favorite rom-coms that i can't believe it had slipped my mind is Lovecom, which is called lovely complex um have you watched it or read it no i've never heard of that one either are you serious oh my god no. so okay you you need to watch the anime at least watch the anime the anime is very good i think it's only one season um they also have a live action movie that's very good but it's called Lovecom, and it's about these two characters the tallest girl in the class and the shortest boy in the class and they're kind of like both very funny people and all their lives like throughout their school history they've been kind of put together because people are like oh you look so funny together because he's so short and you're so tall and together you like you make he makes he makes her look even taller and she makes him look even shorter so they kind of become a comedy duo sort of where they, they like they bicker all the time and make fun of each other and are kind of class clowns together so people in their class call them like the comedy duo because they're so funny but then they each fall in love with different people and then they kind of become each other's wingmen and slowly realize that they kind of have feelings for each other but it's hard to fully fall in love because they know like 
how they look next to each other and uh, they don't know like if that's what they want it's very good love come watch it so those wow. are the two that reminded me of that <laughs> wow and they're very much like comedy over the romance aspect but still really solid those are my joke. sort of romances though mm-hmm. the silly comedies because mm-hmm. like manga's crazy they come up with the craziest plot lines <laughs> Uh, so what topic do you want to go for next? I don't know. Do you want to, I mean, it's either Disney or period pieces. Yeah. We have our honorable mentions. We're already talking about animated stuff. So let's switch gears and talk about period piece dramas. Yes. Which is like the majority of movies that I watch, honestly. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm very excited for your recommendations because I don't watch nearly enough. Well, I mean, I think you know uh, the two that I came up with because it was a tie. Okay, I'm are, gonna guess. Y- I'm gonna guess one of them. Okay, which I absolutely know for certain. Okay, it's Pride and Prejudice, isn't it? Okay, <laughs> one of them is. Yes, okay, not good. the main one, but oh, I just wanted to bring it up because one, it is all about romance. Two, it's just a very cozy, good movie. Like it's just it's it's beautiful and like everyone does a great job acting and like I've never actually read the book but I've just oh really yeah it's just one of those books that I just never uh, it's because it's you know I feel like I would need like notes to go along with it so I could get all the jokes and stuff and get why like this thing that they did was like scandalous or something because it was a it's a totally different culture and. Stuff, I bet you so. could find something with footnotes, but it, it's definitely the kind of book that if you did not read it in high school or, yeah. or college, maybe, I don't think you would have much opportunity uh, unless you were very into the, the like, the Victorian novels. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it's very good. It's, it's, I just I love wanted to movie. mention it. Yeah, it's one of my, I call it my comfy movie. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those <laughs> movies that you watch when it's like, had a long day and it's raining and you don't have to be anywhere. So you just get cozy and you just watch it and you're like, yes. It's definitely one of those movies that I can just watch like as many times. It's, it's not one that I get tired of. I really mm-hmm. love that movie because it, it's, it's incredibly romantic and well done and very iconic mm-hmm. it's it's great i love mr darcy obviously and i love elizabeth yeah. and how like spunky it's, and crazy she it's, is it's and so... they both have they both have just such pride and prejudice yeah. Gosh. oh i said the name in the movie have yeah you, have you seen that uh the web series um the lizzie diaries the lizzie bennett diaries no. oh really you should watch those okay it's it I was will. put out it was made by um Hank Green, I believe, who is the uh, like of, of John Green and Hank Green, mm-hmm. the, the Vlog Brothers. I remember I watched them when they were coming out. They are, I really like them. You can blow through them very quickly, but it's vlog series. It's Pride and Prejudice, but as a vlog. That's and it's, amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's Lizzie Bennett, and she's working at this company and trying to, or she, not yet. She's she's figuring out like what she wants to do and how she wants to like be a reporter kind of thing so she starts doing these vlogs <laughs> but her crazy family like gets in the way and so she kind of talks to the camera as if it is her followers and she always is talking about this obnoxious man like guy that she met named like 
Darcy and he fucking mm-hmm. sucks and all this stuff. But you never see him until like episode 50 or something. And it was very fun to watch that series and be a part of the like, wait, oh my God, when are we going to see Darcy? Because we only yeah. just like hear about him. And it's very modern and like cute. I definitely recommend it. It's all yeah. on YouTube. They have their own YouTube series. And I also think that they, it has like a, a novelization as well. It's just so funny to me because I always remember, I mean, I've always heard of this this story and I've always heard of Mr. Darcy and everything. And I always, it just seemed like, oh, he's supposed to be this like dreamboat or whatever. And then, or like, he just, this well, he's like a guy. Dick. Yeah. Well, he's just, no, he's just, at least in this, in the 2005 movie, mm-hmm. like every time he's at a party, he just looks very anxious. Like you don't want to <laughs> be there. And I was like, okay, this guy's funny. Like, right? like, look at his face. He's, he's just an like, asshole, but he's really just a huge fucking dweeb. Yeah, he's like the <laughs> biggest dweeb in the room, and I'm just like, ha, 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 ha. all the moms like you. Like, what a and nerd! So, yes, yeah, it's, it's just so funny because I was like, oh, that's this character that so many women have swooned over, and I'm like, ha, he's a huge nerd. I mean, the the main point is is that he's a character, and it's it's yes. harder to uh, swoon for real life people who are obnoxious like that. But as a character, like I don't know, there's something about reading rom coms and just knowing like I know these people are gonna fall in love, and I can't wait to see them overcome their differences and become better people through it. What's your other period piece? Um. Well, this is probably my favorite movie ever, and. Okay. I'm actually surprised that you didn't guess it. It's also one of our mutual friends' favorite movies. <laughs> just give her a code name. <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay, it's fine. Um, okay, well, what is it? Uh, well, it's uh, Moulin Rouge. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm, this, uh, of course. Okay. This, yeah, I mean, I guess it is kind of like a period piece. That movie I, is great. I, yes, I, okay. I don't know how I got introduced to it because it came out when I was in high school and I didn't watch it until I was a senior in high school. Like that was my whole senior year of high school. I don't know. My, uh-huh. my group of friends and I, we just, we found this movie and then we just started watching it all the time and we recording it all the time. Like I still have that whole movie memorized. And like, like I love this movie so much that I heard that it was getting turned into a Broadway show and I went to go see it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How was and it that? was, it was good. Oh, I love it all those songs. So good. Like I'm I can't wait for them to um because they did do changes and stuff, but like I kind of agreed with the changes. I thought it was I, I like the changes a little bit. And like they updated the all the songs that they used. They still had like oh, really? a lot of the classic stuff. Yeah, but like they had um like when they uh during the green fairy part where they're all drinking absinthe and stuff mm-hmm. they started uh singing chandelier but like oh in a french God. accent and oh they had all the- <laughs> i loved that they had this um oh god they had like i can't wait for them to come out with a broadway recording of it because they had this amazing like it had kind of a um like a latin kind of in the same way that roxanne had kind of a like tango latin twist to it they had that with oh well yeah of course um but they they had one with a bad romance and toxic like oh my god together and i was just like my soul left my body i was just like this was worth every dollar 
I love that. I'm I'm seeing that at uh, like an Alamo screening in a in a couple yeah, weeks with some coworkers. I'm so excited to yeah. see it again. Like it's that, it's, it's just it's, it's such a visual treat, and it all the is. songs are gorgeous. And the like the romance is also really. I, I like Nicole Kidman a lot, and mm-hmm. they it's very sweet and beautiful and tragic and good. That's a yeah. very good recommendation. I know it's. Because, I mean, it's, like, I love, there's so many period dramas that I love, but it's, like, love is not really the plot of it. It's usually kind of, like, oh, it's it's in the 18th century, and this girl is in an arranged marriage, and her blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, like, all the same story. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's more focused on, like, their family and stature mm-hmm. kind of struggles versus, yeah. like, the love of it, I guess. Yeah, so I was, like... Yeah. Oh, this is this is my choice. It's it's it is good. It is the best. that's a that's just a very solid it. like romance movie. Gosh, I, I know, and I wanna I wanna like watch it with you and yes, we yes, we definitely should eventually. The okay, so the the my favorite period piece romance is very different from Moulin Rouge, and that's I okay. don't think you've heard of it. It is on Netflix, however, and mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It's a mini series called North and South. Um, huh. Have you heard of it? No. Yeah. So, and I a, feel like I've watched everything on Netflix already. It is a PBS miniseries, and each episode is about, I think it's an hour or an hour and a half. So it's like very long. You could you could watch okay. it in like six hours, but okay. it is like the slow burn to end all slow burns. I really love this movie. It's set in the industrial era of England I guess it's about this woman who is from the countryside kind of and like kind of like a well-off family in the countryside and she moves to the city um Mm -hmm. to kind of oversee factories there and she butts heads with the man who is running the factory for her family I think um Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit confusing sometimes just because of like what are their jobs? What's their structure? Because um, it's not, it's not like London. It's not a big city. It's a, kind of a small, lesser known one, at least in, um, I guess, period pieces that make it to America. Um, but they hate each other at first, and then slowly learn to respect each other and then fall in love. And the way that their romance unfolds is very unexpected because it doesn't have a clear like they don't have a meet cute they don't have mm-hmm. cute things that happen throughout the story um it's just very much like them struggling in their own way for their various things it has a lot of uh class struggles as well because i think she is also she's pretty well off but she's also um kind of advocating for the workers in the factories and i don't know that much about the history of that time period so that's why it's a little bit confusing sometimes but the more I watch it the more I like catch things that I thought I missed before um but again they kind of the two of them have this uh undeniable attraction to each other similar to like Pride and Prejudice Elizabeth and Darcy kind of thing Mm -hmm. so I really recommend it's very good and Richard Armitage is in it he plays the guy he does a really good job he's the guy yeah, he's the guy. He's the man. And the woman, the female actress, I don't know her name, but um, it's very good, though. 
it's well, it's great and i love it I really, yeah very i'm just it. i'm just really surprised that i haven't seen it at all yeah, because i i've watched so much <laughs> and you can definitely like you could watch it in different bits like um i think the first time i watched it i watched it in parts but then the another time i watched it i just like sat for six hours with my old college roommates and we just I made I had them watch the entire thing and I cried at the end and it's just such an experience so I really recommend just like it seems boring at first but it really has a lot of really great payoff so that's my favorite piece north and south because she's I believe she's from the northern side and he's they live in the south or something like that so it's about their their views clashing all right what's next well I know you wanted to talk about like animated and disney romance moments well i mean i can talk about any of them yeah of course how could we how could we not talk about that okay um, i had a kind of a hard time thinking of my favorite things of this like my first thought was like tiana naveen from princess and the frog i mean I there's, really just, there's so many uh, and there's i'm just so like okay many. like they're one of my favorite couples but i also really love like tangled and the lantern scene yeah, i'm like fine. I'm like th- these are these are good, and the animated moments and like Ghibli's very good. I love like honestly, Hal and Sophie in the flower fields is one of like the most romantic scenes in animated movies. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like scattered about it because I don't know what to pick. There's just a lot of good things, but I want to know your thoughts. Uh, well, for me, I mean, I also have like a million that I love, mm-hmm. but if I had to pick one, yeah, it'd be a lantern scene because it's yes! just it's so. It's okay. Like, okay, listen, I, if, if I were ever to get married, I would not have like a super blown out themed wedding, mm-hmm. but I would put tiny bits of Tangled in there. <laughs> tiny little bit. Like no one would know. I love, I, I love don't the- think I'd have lanterns in there, but like, it's just, so- it's the colors are so amazing. And like, just the setting is very romantic. I love that you just, say like, this. Because I feel the same way about my future wedding, but like with Labyrinth, I'm like, listen, okay. I don't have to dress up in Sarah's Labyrinth ball gown dress, but and like my my spouse doesn't have to be in Jared's blue velvet coat tails. But, but that I'm reception like, that would be amazing though. That reception though, <laughs> if I can, that reception I, is gonna be a ball. My dreams, but yeah. yes, the the tangled lantern scene is so wonderful. I think that movie is just very it it doesn't have any loose ends it's very like it just Mm -hmm. it fits so well and it's very well constructed I love Mm -hmm. that and I liked them together when I was watching it but not until the lantern scene was I like this is beautiful and the way that they look at each other the way that he looks at her yeah I was gonna say it's the way that he looks at her because she's looking up he's just like oh man and then she looks at him I'm just like ha that that scene is so good it's it's very good. I'm trying to think of more. Um, like when I was a kid, I always really liked the um the like carpet ride scenes and a lot and like that was always very very pretty. Mm-hmm, just with mm-hmm. the stars and everything. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh man, yeah. Some really good love songs. Like I love um in, in the Princess and the Frog. They don't really have a love song together. Sort of. They have Mabel Evangeline, which mm-hmm. is the the Firefly is singing to like his love, the star. Uh, and then he kind of like is singing and they're singing like to each other sort of that I love that song too Mm -hmm. it's very romantic yeah like I don't blame people for having like Disney stuff in their wedding I'm like dude there's just so much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's all it's all good but I'm like 
my brain is just fast forwarding through like every Disney movie ever. Like, <laughs> I know, and I'm thinking about like Mulan and Shang and how perfect they are together. Mm-hmm. Just like lots of lots of good pairs. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. Um, like in the in the original Cinderella and their like oh. little their little dance scene because they're all alone and it's just yeah. it's very it's very sweet because like she doesn't know who he is and I'm like oh this is so nice like a lot of people really like the um ballroom scene and Beauty and the Beast and I'm just like I'm so like I'm just tired of it mm-hmm. I mean it's like yes I mean, it's, it's good but I'm like I, I, I feel like everybody has like done something with it and I'm just like I'm tired <laughs> that's fair it's so gorgeous though like it is still i whenever i think of that movie i think of watching it on a rainy night when i was maybe like seven years old on my couch in like this this old house that we used to live in Mm -hmm. and then it was raining so much that the power went out like on one of those scenes but i love uh, it takes me back and cinderella like uh, the song um the dream is a wish your heart makes is very good Mm -hmm. yeah like one of my or like, so actually my favorite one is so this is love i love that one yeah yeah that's oh, that's what i'm I talking about one. like that that one that little scene um, and the song from um uh sleeping beauty that she mm-hmm. sings in the forest yeah um what, what is that one called uh once upon a dream yes once upon a dream and so it's this is love. To, it's yeah it's set to tchaikovsky and all that mm-hmm. stuff and, oh. yeah like i that's a, like one of my like top three favorite Disney movies, and I just love everything about Sleeping which, Beauty. Which one, Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, because um, like first off, best prince, he's the best. Like <laughs> okay. he fights a dragon. I mean, like come on. Okay, like, he's, okay. He's, he's, he's interesting. He's um, dream boy. Counterpoint: Have you seen Naveen's dimples, though? Have you seen okay. his dimples? <laughs> <laughs> you can have them. It's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but these are the, no, these are I the facts. I understand. I understand. <laughs> like, I just love everything about that movie. But like, I don't know. It's so weird because like, them meeting in the forest uh, and Sleeping Beauty is like, it just looks so romantic and everything. But then yeah. at the same time, like, you cannot do that in real life. It would be very creepy. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Like- Let us just live. <laughs> Let us just think about these cute disney romances and not have to focus on real life we know, know. they're not it's real so, okay like but... this is what happens when you turn 30 everything <laughs> <No. has gone. laughs> suddenly uh, suddenly there's a switch in your brain and you're like oh god right i mean like i, I like i didn't want to bring this up or like are we doomed because we grew up on disney and like no. those pure sweet romances are, are we <laughs> i mean i am but i accepted it like years ago <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's that's all my all my Disney. That's I, I mean, yeah. I'm not animated too because like you can, but Disney's so good at at all the romantic stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to think of other things. Well, like I said, I think Ghibli has a lot of Ghibli's that's got true. a very good good repertoire. But those are it, it's different sometimes because a lot of those characters are are younger as well. Mm-hmm. But I think like Hal and Sophie are. Yeah, they're I really think, like, like the only like adult romantic couple I can think and, of, except for his like later movies that I haven't seen. But like, oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's the, okay. The newer ones that I haven't seen. The newer ones. I like Porco Rosso a lot too. It doesn't really have like that much romance in it. But House Moving Castle is maybe that's why I like it so much because yeah, like, the more I watch it, the like, more the I'm most just, romantic. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I and it's funny really, because like... I actually have not seen the subtitle of that. I've only seen it in the dub. Oh, really? You've only seen the Christian Bale version? Look. <laughs> 
He's very good at it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, listen, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not knocking the dub. I think the dub is very good. It's hilarious that it's Christian Bale. It's still very good, but I can't believe you haven't seen the sub though. <laughs> I mean, just like it's, it's, it's also very good. Like I think the subs are always generally good, but um, that's hilarious, uh, Christian Bale when he's like Sophie. What my chest is so heavy. <laughs> But I love it though. Whenever he has yeah. like dumb little tantrums, I'm like, yes. your hair—it's like starlight. I can't even do it. I can't even do the voice. <laughs> Trying to Batman a little bit. He's always like, he's like a little bit breathy. At least in that scene, he's like, he's like, oh, why does my chest hurt so much? It's just like a heart's a heavy burden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. It's yeah, whatever. <laughs> No, it's good. It's good. You know what? You know what I say? I say it's time for the finale. And you better have an answer for this. Oh, dang. Our, um, Unless you want to talk about something else, but... No, no. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm good. Well, I, I did want to give a... Well, this, this might be your answer. I wanted to give a quick shout out to one of my favorite like animated couples but this might they might be your otp so i don't want to so basically i told you mine okay well that maybe this is another okay one. i don't remember well maybe, <laughs> no okay so <laughs> uh listeners so peony has tasked me with the grand the our finale of the episode is to give our what our definitive otp it's our 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 fi- finale otps just one <laughs> quote you must choose your favorite children and I'm like, wow, thank you. This is uh, the toughest question to ask a fangirl, <laughs> which is embarrassing, but it's true. So what can I say? I'm like, how do I choose between all this stuff? So I decided to not go with my most recent, like, a pairing, because I'm even embarrassed hey, using the phrase this? OTP. You can, give, but... you can give honorable mentions to OTPs that you currently have or yes. have had in the past. Because, like, it makes you feel better. I, I'm not going to make this into an X Men thing anyway. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I won't even mention them. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go? I, want I, have, an, go I have an answer. Well, one of my I answers. I want to know what your answer is. Okay. One of my answers was is Howl and Sophie. Yeah, and we've talked about them yeah. a lot. So I'm just like, they're good. yes, they're very good. And I have a lot of like favorite ships from some young adult author or young adult like romance books that I've read. But I was thinking like, who do I ship the most? Like I really love Phoenix and Maya from Ace Attorney, but I'm also, it's kind of like, oh, I ship like a lot of people from that. Or it's just like, this is just for fun. But who is my diehard OTP? And this is going to be really embarrassing. Are you ready? Just know that, Yes. Who did this to me? Okay. Just thinking about it. And I was thinking about my time in college when I got really, really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And oh, it, was, it was specifically, listen, it's, it, you didn't No, I thought it was going to be something else. <laughs> I want to know what you thought it was, but I it is. I thought it was going to be a Naruto. Uh, like, Sakura and Sasuke, because that's my sure. embarrassing ship. Because I embarrassingly because they're stupid though, but it's stupid because Sasuke's <laughs> an idiot. But I also like I ship Sasuke and Naruto from him. But like Sakura and, and all right, Ido, I got a good sound clip out of you. So, God, 
what me saying Naruto is stupid or Sasuke is stupid. Yes. They're all stupid, okay? But I mean, I do love like Tamari and and Tamari and Shikamaru are very good. Anyway, just tell me about your turtle love. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid it. So, uh, Leonardo and Karai. Karai, who is the daughter of the Shredder. Anyway, they're very good. And I was just thinking about it. And I just like, I ship them a lot. To the point that I would like be upset if people ship them with other people. The turtle fandom is hard because some people are very gross and ship the turtles with each other. And I'm just going to go out there and say that it's, I think that it's gross and I don't yeah. like it. And they call it turtle sest. And I'm like, not um, about that. Whatever. No, thank you. Um, but Karai is uh, like the female ninja lieutenant of Shredder, who is the evil bad guy for those who don't know. And Leonardo is the oldest brother of the four turtles. And they are both very honorable and they're both huge fucking nerds. Leo mostly, but they, they're both very skilled swordsmen and Leo is the one who has the twin katana blades. And so like they fight a lot, especially in the 2012 series, he explicitly like has a crush on her. Um, and she's like kind of becomes his girlfriend at some point because she's also interested by him and like teases him and stuff. And he like, like leaves his like, the sewers and his family to go fight on rooftops with her secretly so he like goes on secret dates with her even though she's like trying to kill them and their family but she also like won't kill him because she finds him interesting and she doesn't know why and all this stuff anyway i ship them a lot they're very good in the idw comics they're also like pretty good leo goes to the dark side at one point and she's always just like mildly obsessed with him because he like infuriates her. She's a very angry girl. She was raised by like a psychopath. So that that'll happen to you. They're yeah. very good. I ship them a lot. They're very good ninja kids. Honorable mm-hmm. swordsmen. So I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, maybe that's my OTP. And this is embarrassing, but that's what are you gonna bad. do? What one of them is a turtle, PME. One of them fine. is a turtle. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway. It's 2019. It's fine. It's, it's, I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, so that's like, that's my OTP. I like them a lot. They're very, and with OTPs, it's just like, I like seeing them together. I like them interacting. Yeah. Like the whole series could just be them interacting. Like, I want them up. Yeah. I want to hear your, I want to hear your Harry Potter OTPs. My Harry Potter OTPs? If you have. Um, I always sort of liked Luna and Harry. I guess. Me too. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just, Luna was always like one of my favorite characters. I like her a lot. I I like Hermione a lot too, but I don't really have like a pair for her. I liked her with Crumb. Mm -hmm. They were cute. Mm It was short, but it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I will, I will, I will die on that hill because it was Um, cute. I, from the new movies, I really like the Queenie and the Baker boy. Oh yeah, Bakerman. I have not seen the sequel. I haven't I know... either because it's trash. Okay. Stuff happens. I think. I mean, a I've lot seen of stuff happens and it's from working it anyway. Uh, but I like them. I thought they were cute. I thought that it was stupid that Newt and Tina had like a romance. I thought that was dumb. Yeah, I don't know. Especially like it felt very forced in the first movie, and then in the second movie, he's like obsessed with her at one point. I don't know. It's weird. I'm just like, My it dude. is weird. Oh, I, I know. I also like definitely headcanon him as like ace, so I'm like, this yeah, sounds fake, but okay. Or at least like, I mean, he's like arrow, so I'm like, 
sounds fake but okay whatever well, i mean the whole point is that like he's awkward around people yeah and, and they're like oh, let's give him a girlfriend because all these awkward boys need girlfriends whatever who's your otp who's your otp my, to end otps my otp means how a lot. many times can we say otps OTP. who is it i must know you already know <laughs> oh wait i do know Okay, we'll tell everyone else. <laughs> okay, well, the re- okay, so the reason that I picked this one as my like top is because this was a couple that I was kind of on the low key room yes, for me too. during <laughs> during the show. Normally, my like normally I will because I can notice when like oh this couple's gonna end up being end game or whatever. So like I can just tell, and so I don't really ship characters until like this the show is over or yeah. something it's just it's something that i just naturally do well, honestly same with me i i like shipping end game characters more because i know that there will be more content of them for example in the first avatar series i like ang and katara a lot because i kind of kind of tell where they were going and i like those characters yeah so I, like, I mean it's yeah. like i enjoy zutara I enjoyed the idea of it and like, but I, I felt like it was just so obvious that it was not going to happen. So I just, I was never like hoping for it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard like, to hope for a ship when it, you know, it's just like not going to come about. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, I definitely do. It's just more because like the fan art and like all the fan canons and stuff of like an alternate universe where they got together instead were just like so interesting to me i was just like <laughs> okay that's cool I'm, i like that but it wasn't something that i was doing while the show was airing but in the sequel series my Jeez. otp became canon and it was really shocking obviously we are talking about legend of korra and Cora and Asami, yeah. who I I fucking adore. They were the couple that I was gonna bring up earlier. And I was like, yes. wait, that is your OTP. <laughs> yes. Because okay, this is how like this is how my thought process went. Because <sighs> season one, like first oh off, these, okay, these two characters are both I I see myself and both of them for different reasons so i'm very and protective she, of them and i love show both up them. until she doesn't show up until like episode four or something yeah and it's just four episodes this... in i still shipped cora and mako i was like okay <laughs> and then i was yeah. like well maybe bullying i don't know <laughs> yeah it's god just, what it's it's, it's it's just a silly it's a silly whole mess and it's like this stupid love triangle and mm-hmm. uh-huh. eventually i was just it just like all I wanted was for the two of them to be friends because I was like I really love both these characters yes. separately and like I just I'm, I I want them to interact when it's not involving the stupid dude. Yes, and I'm sick and of like people that I characters fighting over boys. It's so yeah. annoying. I mean, so that's all that I wanted, and then so like basically they they both date the same boy at different times sometimes at the same time and they don't know it it's, it's a huge mess mako is a tool yeah he's dumb oh. <laughs> but once he like did his own thing he, he became fine he became <laughs> a cop so, <laughs> yeah i was like okay buddy whatever <laughs> and so so the third season oh. was like them actually spending time together just them and like going on all these adventures and like solving all these mysteries and 
saving the world and all this stuff and it was like it was great because they actually and they even talked about it in the show like in the dialogue they're like like Cora's like I've never really had like a friend that was a girl before and I was like yes and so it was like I just really wanted them to be friends and then as it went on I was like maybe they should make out too like that's fine that would be cool but it's Nickelodeon they were the kind and of then Nickelodeon who... did he yes I I love I love Legend of Korra and I know some people get on it for like it not it being obvious enough kind of stuff and no, like the ups and so, downs but I'm so like obvious. it's yeah. been two seasons together I feel you I agree because I I feel like maybe sometimes people view it not from a perspective of like what we've come from in terms of animated like visibility but rather like what people want immediately um which i totally i totally understand it's it's valid but the i really love them and once season three came out one they got like better writing and it was just like it was just like Mm -hmm. a turn in the story but seeing them come together and also grow as people like yeah because season season four the last season is it's very heavy a lot of crazy stuff happens the the end of the end of season three it was heartbreaking when cora like is is debilitated and she and like she goes through so much and asami is there for her yeah because she basically spent so like season four is like a time skip it's three year skip and basically she's been and rehab like rehabilitation like trying to get her strength back and she's dealing with pstd but they don't know like there's no term for that so they don't know how to like deal with it and like she goes she goes back home with her family to stay there until she gets better and there's a scene where like she's you know she's getting letters from all of her friends and they're all worried about her and telling her what they've been up to and all that stuff and the only person that she like can write back to is it saw me and she's like you're the only person i feel comfortable talking to and then finally they reunite in three years and she she went through this like mulan stage where she cut her hair so she could disguise herself and 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 i was like jesus christ and i mean asami's been through so much too with her father being like this this awful person and like but also like she still loved him as her father and it's just like having bad times they (laughs) just just need to make out a little bit but they've changed so much and that they're also just they're so good and it's it's i remember i don't remember like where i was but i remember watching them in the final episode and Mm -hmm. thinking like is this happening? This feels yeah. like it's happening and being yeah. almost like in denial to the point. Cause like, I didn't want to get my hopes up, but when they walk towards the spirit world portal and hand, they, they hold hands and then they, they face each other and they hold their hands. And I'm just, I was just like, I can't believe this is real. I, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, because the thing is that by this point, everything was online. They weren't airing it on Nickelodeon anymore just because everyone was watching it online and Nickelodeon's yeah. really stupid. So they're like, we're just going to take it offline or take it off TV and put on more SpongeBob because nobody's watching it on TV. <laughs> and so they like put all the, I think the last four episodes out all at the same time. So it was a two hour finale, essentially. Yeah. And so like I was staying up and watching it and 
it just it was insane because like you would see like oh there's only like three more minutes left but of course it's the very like we all knew it was the last season and you're just kind of like okay well who ends up with who like what's mm-hmm. the final thing and then like in the last shifting second, was such a big part of that series yeah. too especially and, coming off of avatar yeah. yeah and so like and then you know asami walks up in the last like 30 seconds and you're like oh you're my like, god it's her and it's like and, and, and it here's the best, been her, here's the that's best like- part is so that aired and then like three days later and so i always figured that you know if the uh showrunners went to conventions or something and they asked they'd always give like very vague answers about oh, yes. like all of that stuff but no like two or three days later they they both gave out statements that they're like yeah they're they're in they're a like, relationship no, like they're, that. they're they're end game they're in love they, yeah, like, and then we have the comics now too the the yeah, after comics all the time Yes, but they're like they are together, and they're also. Our I believe friends. the art is drawn by a bisexual woman, also, and it's just like yes. Best. And there's more comics, and it's it's just it's it's all good. It's everything is everything is good, and they are they are my ride or die OTP because I just it's very emotional for your OTP to become yeah. end game in real time. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> There's just just something very different from like, oh, I really like them together. I I would love if they spend more time together. And like, I have a lot of theories and headcanons for when they'd be together. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like me with Leonardo and Karai, it's fine. But like seeing Korra and Asami grow together and actually end up together and that being the arc of their stories is so satisfying and precious. It is. It's very, very good. Man, oh, gosh, season three and four are so good. I they love- are. I loved those seasons. Yeah, because like season two is a mess, and I tell yeah. people, I'm like, look, I know, I know, it's annoying for people to be like, oh, it gets better, but it's like it really yeah. does. It's it like really season does. two sucks because they didn't know they were making a season two, but like three and four are so satisfying. And like season one is a very good like setup and and setup of the world in terms of like what like the vibe is like they, mm-hmm. they're like twenties theme and all this stuff, but everyone is still very much they're young characters they Cora makes awful decisions and yeah. like she's brash and kind of annoying but like so are all the other characters because they're all young and they don't know stuff yet but seeing them grow and especially in season three where like Cora and Asami get to like go off on their own and like like Scooby Squad it's, it's just <laughs> so good. Meanwhile, I mean, it's always very funny, though. It's always kind of been like Mako's like, well, I guess I'm going to be a cop now. Well, my two ex-girlfriends are dating each other. He's always a little bit awkward. Yeah. It's okay, Mako. <laughs> it's okay, my boy. <laughs> He's always kind of like, well, what are you wearing? Why is your why is your outfit so asymmetrical, huh? Like, <laughs> I just want to pat his dumb head and be like, they're there. It's okay. It's okay, okay. my boy. <laughs> I love that you keep calling him my boy. Like you're my boy, old my son. <laughs> you're like, oh, Mako, my boy. Oh, Mako, it's all oh. right, my boy. Your time. Like I, I started to enjoy him when he was having weird cop adventures. I was like, man, you're yeah. dumb, and I love it. Like, I was like, you're stupid. You're funny. <laughs> you're funny. When when they stopped taking him so seriously, I think mm-hmm. we started liking him more. It was good. And, Korasami. And it's also just the gift that keeps on giving with the comics. Just mm-hmm. keep coming back. We just get more and more of them. It's 
so good. They're very good. Also, I've cosplayed both of them. So yeah, you know what I mean? I think Avatar's one of the only series that I adore that whole series, but I haven't cosplayed from it. It's it's hard. It's almost like too precious that I can't decide who I would be. I know be everyone sometimes. Maybe I Suki. To, I like I Suki a lot from Suki. the first series. You would make a cute Suki. You'd make a cute Tylee too. Oh, thank you. She's so she's, she's bananas. I don't know if I have the energy for her in my old age now. <laughs> I'll figure out somebody for you to cosplay. And we'll cosplay them together. It'll be good. I would love that. Because I'm always down for more Avatar cosplay, yes. like all the time. Constantly. Man, this has been a good conversation because now I just want to go back and watch more Korra and watch more Avatar. I know. I want to rewatch Oran and I want to read Millennium Snow and, and that weird yes. ghost movie you talked about. The, the Spirit of Christmas. Wait, yeah, I want or to is watch it, it right it's now. either okay, it's either the Spirit of Christmas or a Christmas spirit. It's one of those. I don't remember. I'll but if you search it. that, you'll find it on Netflix. Life finds um, a way. I'll find yeah. it. Yeah. As as we were talking, I just like kept thinking of more things. So I want to quick drop some other uh, recommendations, I guess. Yeah, um, real quick. Also, She's the Man is a really great rom-com. Yes. I, yes. I, I really like that movie. I think it ages pretty well. I rewatched mm-hmm. it recently. I don't think it could be made nowadays, but I think that it's not terrible. I yeah. Because it. Uh, it has a lot of interesting, like, things to say about gender and gender expression, I think, but it doesn't quite go there all the time. It doesn't quite get there yet but anyway and then um there's this movie called saving face which is a it's a movie about a chinese american girl who she's a lesbian and she moves back in with her mother but is trying to like keep from her mother her relationship like keep it keep it a secret meanwhile her mother is pregnant but is a single mom and so they're like who's the baby daddy and so it's it's kind of a scandal so it has two romances going on the mother and her mysterious like baby daddy and then the main character and her girlfriend and that's very good i've seen it a couple of times i haven't seen it in a while but i really liked it um and then kate and leopold which is a time travel romance and that was going to be mine if we talked about time travel stuff and i won't get into it but it has hugh jackman in it and Meg yeah he's a fancy man and it's incredible. It's he's very, a, very, good. very handsome man. Yes, and he's the he's the he's the man from the past. And he apparently like his character like invented the elevator. So when he comes back to the when he he time travels because he jumps off a bridge. It's fine. So he jumps off a bridge and comes to the future. And then elevators start to break because he invented elevators in the past and wow. named them after his butler named Otis. Um, which is why all the elevators say Otis on them. So then elevators start to break and they're like, oh no, we have to get him back to the present. That's, it's very good. There's another time travel movie called Time Traveler, which was made in 2010. And it's part of the Girl Who Left Through Time series. It's also a very cute, like mystery romance kind of thing with time travel. There are a lot of rom-com movies with time travel. Isn't that strange? Yeah, time travel is uh I mean I'm, I'm here for it. I, I love time travel movies, but I'm like, why are there so many romance time travel movies? Curious. I don't know, like, because like, then you can have modern day stuff, but also fancy man and mm-hmm. fancy clothes. True. I like there's there's Time Traveler's Wife and About Time, which both have Rachel McAdams in them, but they're more modern day time travel. It's not like a time travel man from the past. Oh my gosh, time travel movies are basically just like ghost romance movies, except the person isn't dead. 
changed my mind. I have one that's kind of. <laughs> I I have one that's kind of is. It's not really a rom com. It's like a drama, but like it involves time. But does it really time travel? Um, what is it? Age of Adeline. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. It's yeah, so yeah. good. I sort of consider that time travel. Sort of. I mean, it's not really time travel, but it's it's like one of those immortality ones. They have yeah. this show called Timeless which is about this guy who was immortal. Okay, I think it was canceled after a season. Sounds silly. I've seen a lot of time travel and like immortality kind of shows. Yeah. So many, so yeah. many good. Re- I, so many. I'm, I'm happy with this episode because now I have a whole bunch of recommendations from you. It, and I think you have just, a lot from me. So yes, good. it's sort of just been like a like hodgepodge of like, here's a bunch of things that I enjoy that have romance in them. That's okay. And and we should talk about them more. Everybody's I, always embarrassed by them. I agree. We should have marathons. Like I just I love I love romance like novels and movies and shows and stuff like that. That would be that would be good. We should definitely have a marathon. Yes. Okay. Well, do you want to you want to call it? I think I think I've said all I need to say, which We've was said a lot. lot. We said and I'm so proud much. of us. <sighs> so much. But I'm also, but yeah, uh, happy early Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the candy. This is a good way to spend like a Valentine's Day. I think watching the good sappy stuff. There's so many bad stupid romances out there that I'm really happy that we have. It's the best to get recommendations of good things from people. We should should all watch something next week. Actually, oh, I could do next week, but in two weeks, I'm at Katsukon. Well, no, I meant like next week as in Valentine's week. Yeah, Valentine's week, I'm at Katsukon. Really? I thought yeah. it was the next weekend. Oh, God, I wish. I wish I had more time. Oh, uh, never mind. No. I thought Katsukon, it was the end of February. Katsukon's, not the middle. Uh, Katsukon starts on the 15th, so we're, I'm leaving on the 14th. Yikes. Well, yeah. watch something on the plane. Yeah, maybe. I might just like sleep on the plane. That but, works too. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll watch like I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they'd have say anything on the plane. It's kind of an old movie. No, I don't think so. There. <laughs> I will find after we're done recording, I will find it for you. Oh please, yes. And then you can just have it in your pocket. Yes, yes. And then when you watch Millennium Snow, let me know how you enjoy it. Cause I fucking I love oh so nostalgic. Well thanks everyone for listening. I hope you all have a good Valentine's Day. Even yeah. if you don't have a Valentine, it's okay. You can be your own Valentine and you can still watch cheesy movies whenever you want. Valentine's Day is stupid, it but is. this has been a fun excuse to talk about goopy, cheesy romance stories that we love. Yeah. All I'm saying yeah. is it's just a random Thursday. It's fine. But if you do have a Valentine, you should at least say that you like them. Let them know. And if you don't, it's fine. We're going to get candy on for the 15th and it's going to be delicious. Thanks for listening and stay magical. Stay magical. Bye. Bye.